I'm April. And I'm Steph. And you're listening to The Thirst. Um, you can find us online, Twitter, we're at The Thirst, Facebook.com forward slash The Thirst Pod, Instagram, we're at The Thirst Pod, SoundCloud.com forward slash The Thirst Pod. You can search and find us on Apple Podcasts by searching for The Thirst. This is usually where you jump in and tell me that if people just search The Thirst, they'll find us. Yeah, if you literally just search The Thirst anywhere and you might get that um, film though. That's oh cool. yeah, you might get a weird film or you might get Thirst Aid Kit, but That'll you listen good. to us first. So um, you can also email us, The Thirst Pod at Gmail. Dot com. No one ever emails us apart from WordPress. So <laughs> sad. <laughs> there you go. Thanks to everyone who has downloaded everything recently or listened to the episode. This is episode thirty-two. Thirty-two. Haven't got a pun. No, I feel like what's the um, CKY song? No, that's not thirty-two, is it? No, what is it? I don't know. We'll just, who cares? This I'll time, we'll do one retrospectively. We'll yeah. tweet it. 32 is, I don't know, well, we were the just... age in which you will be next. Great, thanks. Thanks yeah. for that. Um, we were saying that it is going to get very tenuous. Though. It's just getting more and more just, difficult. We should just stop doing it, I think. Do you think so? That's quite yeah. a break away from our tradition for 32 episodes. But Is it a tradition? Yes, I feel deeply attached Does to it. Does anyone me. care apart from us? Oh, 36 <laughs> Chambers would be a good one. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, we'll lead up to 36 and then, and actually maybe we should do 40. Let's just keep it going for a bit longer. Great, cool. Anyway, we're joined today by guest. We have a special guest. We do have a special guest. This is going to be a different format from normal, mostly because um, we don't know when we'll ever record again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ever, ever again. June's a busy time, so we're doing a special doing a special one-off because we have to talk about this film. Yeah. And we have to do it with our guest, yeah. Peggy Hughes. Peggy Hughes, hi. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, hi. so excited. I think we've been just waiting so long to have you on oh, the man. podcast. Honored. We've been talking about it for ages. Honoured, intimidated, Got to have, have Peggy on it. Yeah, yeah we've been Peggy. saying for a while that we need to get you on, but we couldn't think of a reason why other than just have a nice chat yeah like we can just talk about <laughs> your love talking. of daniel o'donnell daniel. that was or... floated twice yeah yeah i'm still keen on that if yeah that, we could do, do that i might again. need to brush up on my trivia because i don't irish. know too much he's he's irish, he's irish. Yeah. very yeah. irish who else do you like you like um, judy dench judy dench love there you go we could love do a judy. whole topic on that i reckon love crisp sandwiches uh, Big fan of crisp love sandwiches. Bike. I'm a big. I got, I do love yeah. a bike, Peggy got a new true. bike. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love crisp sandwiches. I yeah. love crisp sandwiches. I think they're really, really underrated. They're really, really. Oh, Peggy sometimes them. has them at work as well. Do you? Yeah, like it's a classic. Yeah. There's a there's a kind of really classy lunch ethic at, at our work. Yeah. And I just lower the tone every single time. <laughs> there's like, people having like mixed salads with like fish and like olives and all this stuff. Yeah. And then Peggy with a crisp sandwich and me probably eating some biscuits. So, that's uh, fine. It's usually me with the bananas and peanut butter. So that's nice. Fine. Oh Nothing yeah, that is a staple. I had chocolate spread and bananas for breakfast. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, breakfast of kings. It's a breakfast what of kings. Isn't beautiful. It? beautiful. I was good to myself. Power move. Peggy's here with us today to talk about book smarts. Peggy saw it before us. She did. And we sh- like Steph and April. We have to see this. I knew. You and we were like, we are seeing it, Peggy. Just hold on. So I'm really glad to have you on for this. And I saw it as a complete accident, by the way. I didn't yeah. Straight in. I think April still intro. But yeah, I didn't. I well, not that I read around it and thought not for me mm-hmm. we had just finished the festival that yeah. we, we do at work and I just wanted to sit in a dark cinema and watch an amazing film and I thought because there wasn't very much there wasn't loads on you mm-hmm. know and I thought oh, why don't we see the Aretha Franklin film thinking uh, yeah. it was a documentary not sort of having read around it either because I love that don't you go mm-hmm. to the cinema without really just go and see some guys read loads of yeah, completely unknown so um, I love Aretha but I didn't really fancy like just a concert that wasn't mm-hmm. what I was after and then my other half said oh there's something on called Booksmart you were like I love books I'm, yeah. I'm smart yeah <laughs> I, I like books and, and you know even though he 
listens to the Kermode de Mayo show and yeah. all that stuff mm-hmm. and whatever, but he hadn't, we, neither of us had heard anything yeah. about it, so we went completely in cold. Unknown, cold. That's an interesting contrast to us, I think, then, actually, which was it's just waiting forever. Yeah. Like, Come on, like book smart. As soon as we saw the trailer for this. So when did oh, you see I... the trailer? Let's excavate this. I watched it online on the internet. On yes, Twitter, I can't remember when it was. On my phone. It was quite a while ago, and it, there was quite a lot of interviews and stuff on podcasts especially with sort of Olivia Wilde and things yes. leading up to this. Because it has been out. Was it out exactly the same time? or was Weirdly, it... yeah. A thing I didn't realise is that it came out So it came out Memorial Day weekend in the States, so May 24th, mm. I think. And then it came out on the 27th here, which is yeah, very, so very pretty... unusual because mm. usually we feel like we have to wait forever. Mm. Australia has to wait this time. Australia don't get it to the end of the month. Really? So, well, yeah. Well, so they're a, all... A treat I know. For yeah, they've Australia. all got something to look forward to. But... Uh, I, I think there was definitely a lot of hype for this. Yeah. And but also, I think. Just in the, the pop culture circles. That yeah, especially frequent. considering, like, I mean, I think the thing that we'll come on to as well is because it has Beanie Feldstein in it, who is someone who Love we really like and obviously has been in a lot of things recently, including Ladybird, which we very much mm. enjoyed last mm. year. Um, so I think we were both kind of, yeah, very You're much really. anticipating mm. it a great deal. So it felt like it would be very, it should be very on brand for us. Yeah. And it was just whether it was going to live Hit up the to right the mark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you see, up to the hype. It's tricky that though, then, because your expectations are like sky mm-hmm. high. Well, we talk know. about that quite a lot, don't we? Actually, like the the negative impact sometimes of having yeah, very being high, being too excited, and, and then being let down. Yeah, <laughs> happens fairly frequently. But I wasn't let down by Ladybird, and I wasn't let down by this. No, because that would have been like the worst thing ever. That would have been really, really hard. Did you watch Ladybird? You saw. Yes, Ladybird. I did. Yeah, yeah, and I liked it very much. That's yeah, I don't think I was like the super fan that you guys were. Yeah, well, but I did. I mean, Saoirse Ronan. It's hard not oh to love God. everything she does. To be honest, she's um, so good. I thought it was really good. Mm, How many times did you see? I guess you probably. I saw it one time in the cinema. I saw it one time in the cinema, and then we watched it when it came out. Yeah, we... I think we only saw. It. I think I only saw it once. In yeah, the cinema. and then we watched it again when it came out on DVD. We did. I think I've watched it probably three times. I don't think I've watched it more than that. I think it's I've definitely seen it. stuck in my mind. Yeah, I think I've seen it three or four times now. So, Booksmart. So yes, um, give us so an intro to Booksmart. This is the 100% Wikipedia IMDb rip-off <laughs> synopsis of it. So, you know, well done. I love a wiki uh, introduction. They, they just know how to summarise. It's, it's almost like they're just really good at it. That's their job. So, uh, Booksmart is a coming-of-age comedy directed by Olivia Wilde. It's her directorial debut. It's based on a screenplay by Emily Halpin, Sarah Haskins, Susanna Fogel and Katie Silberman. All four of them have worked in TV, film, comedy generally. But for me anyway, Katie Silverman's quite notable because of her work on a couple of things that have been on Netflix recently. So Set It Up, which was a romantic comedy I really enjoyed last year. And um, Isn't It Romantic, which I don't think we've talked about on the podcast. Nope. Um, but I watched that recently and it was pretty fun. The film stars Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein as Amy and Molly, two graduating high school students who set out to break the rules and party on their last day of classes when they discover that their fellow students have managed to get into good colleges without plowing all their attention into academia academics the supporting cast is filled to the brim with a lot of really good people so we've got jessica williams will forte lisa kudrow jason sudakis billy lord amongst others mm-hmm. um the film premiered at south by southwest festival in march and then had a u.s release on may 24th like i said and then a few days later here in the uk which is very rare and i'm very grateful a thing we may or may not mention is that it was interesting the release has been quite contentious in the u.s because it's gone up against quite a lot of other big releases over mm. that particular weekend so we had aladdin and um so 
sci-fi horror Brightburn, and it's also the week after John yeah. Wick Three came out. Yeah, we can talk about that in a bit, definitely. I'll yeah, so um, that will, that, I'm sure that will come up. There's been a bit of backlash to how people have been kind of trying to encourage people to go and see it at the cinema, but then also saying is that something that you know putting a lot of onus on people to go and make the film be successful? But you could say that about anything. Well, I'm yeah, sure. that's true. Encouraging repeated viewings and stuff like that. Yes, definitely. So um, I guess we'll just jump into it. Really, um, we've talked briefly about how Peggy went in blind. And we went in hyped to the <laughs> nines. Slightly hyped. <laughs> Peggy, give us your summary of what you thought oh. of this film. Because I just... Peggy fills me with joy anyway, and is such a positive person. And I felt like this is just, yeah, an ideal, uplifting film for you. Where, where to go? I mean, we talked to a colleague, Vicky, earlier. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, you know, I didn't love it straight away. But honestly, the minute it kicked off, like that opening scene, yeah. I, I, it, I, I was already there. You know what I mean? It yeah. had me. And I must say, I'm not just saying this, yeah. I, I think I tweeted you guys. I love this. That kind of opening scene where they're dancing by the car. I was like, April, Steph! It's you guys. guys. I really enjoyed that. I was like waiting for the beginning because Peggy had said like the opening scene really reminded me of you two, and I was like deeply. I was. Just we were like, both just oh, what yeah, a compliment. Each other, just like oh, looking at each other in the dark, going. Oh, I love it. It's an actual yeah, an actual romance. And you know, I just don't think I can. I am, and this is sort of slightly naive and very sort of positive and joyous. But I just can't. I can't fault it. Like, as, fine, a, as a cinematic though. I think experience, that's great. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a case of I really wanted to see something just like fly away that day mm. anyway you yeah know? so I was I was ready to be transported and to laugh my head off and all of those things I was not ready to cry three times though I mean I honestly <laughs> thought it, it did for me the both the kind of laughing my head off yep. and having a couple of good solid yeah. kind of weeps which was really nice absolutely um, I just flipping loved their chemistry to be honest um, I think that's as, the main thing yeah. about this entire film isn't yeah. it is just but I think there's a lot to be said for all of the characters involved but the two Amy and Molly is just that pairing to I, I think there's been some films recently that in recent years that have started to kind of get a better grasp on that kind of friend like that really affectionate friendship that kind of like luck mm. can't live without each other kind of friendship and I felt like Ladybird did like a little bit of that with yeah. Christine and Julie yeah but um, this felt like a step on from that. It felt um, very believable and you completely, like, from the moment that they were both on screen in that, that particular opening, yeah, section, you do just completely buy into it and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I do actually can completely take on board that, like, these people have known each other for, like, years and have been best friends and spend all their time It doesn't need to be explained other. to you. It's no, just you get the second it. you it's see just... them, like, dancing together in such a well-matched really evident, manner. isn't it? It's they're, so evident. They've got a very intimate, close relationship that yeah. we recognise. Yeah, like personally, I am someone who takes my friendships very seriously and quite enjoys telling her best friends that she loves them like on a daily basis. And I will hold your hand regularly and compliment you very, very regularly. So this is like a level of friendship that I recognise. Totally, totally recognise, like a really affectionate friendship that's very like... Into, that's how I like to have my friendships. The thing that I, the thing that I felt from them immediately was that you can just tell they're t- they're just like absolutely obsessed with each other. And that's constantly. the fun. And that was very adorable to, yeah. to yeah. watch. And I, and I love my friends, but I don't have that yeah. that kind of friendship with yeah. my friends. So in a way, I I, I thought it was both marvelous and I mm-hmm. felt really envious. Yeah. And yeah. I felt really envious about not being like eighteen anymore. Yeah. Just which, like this is the fun yeah. part of being eighteen. Yeah. Which the best high school movies I think you do well. You know the ones where you're like, and it's always the people on the edges to yeah. my mind. It's not 
not I never want to be the plastics you know what I mean like it's always the no, edge guys I'm it like is. oh I want to yeah. be in their gang you they're know? the most compelling ones aren't they and sometimes you recognise parts of them in yourself and then sometimes you just want to be them and I think with these two girls I could recognise aspects of their friendship and it was very identifiable and the, even the like matching outfits like yeah. how many times do I have to text you and be like what are you wearing? wearing? Like, you you're not, if you're wearing stripes, I need to make sure I'm not wearing stripes because, like, this could be a, a thing. So I could identify with them on that level. But in other ways, they're not, like, stereotypical no. book smart dorks. They're, like, really sort of self-assured, aren't yeah. they? And quite confident yeah. about themselves. That's that was something one, I was really interested in. That was one of the things I thought was very, very interesting, particularly if you think about, like, historically when it comes to high school films, about how they're often the archetypes of, yes. of yeah. you know, people well, within high schools. And actually for them to be sort of okay people that are obviously very academically minded and want to succeed mm. and you know like molly's got her entire life mapped out because she wants to be like in the supreme court and mm. you know all of this stuff she has a very clear vision of what she wants to be doing but it doesn't really slip into kind of being that traditionally like geeky nerdy like very timid or anything they don't like seem that. like drivers at no, all no she's got they? like buckets of confidence she walks around that yep. school just kind of like not tolerating anything from anyone being very just sure of herself it's refreshing it's yeah. so refreshing i really I liked thought, that because i saw like I heard a couple of podcasts that were people just saying like oh I didn't you know didn't why are they so self point, yeah, yeah. And it's like I don't need to buy this actually this is something that I don't need to see another high school film in which someone's being like pushed around and have their head shoved down the toilet and it's actually quite nice to see people who are like you say on the fringes but are like very happy with that they're not really going to be bullied for yeah, it they're not victims no they're not victims at all yeah and I think absolutely. I think I thought of as well is that it's you know obviously it felt very of the moment to me in the sense that like it would be so easy to have made this film 10 years ago 15 years ago and Beanie Feldstein as an actress and mm. as a character just would have been the essentially without doing her a real disservice but she just would have been like the downtrodden oh yeah like somber yeah. dour yeah. you know like boring friend who's nerdy yeah, yeah. who's gonna do really well and go to like I don't know Harvard or Yale where well she's saying going. that Julie and Ladybird Beanie's yeah. character in Ladybird is a little bit like that yeah. isn't she she's like the sidekick friend yeah and that's set what in the late 90s that's the ladybird's supposed to be early 2000s early 2000s so yeah you're right like that's almost 20 years before Mm -hmm. and those stereotypes are like more in place and those people don't seem so self-assured in a funny way so one of my we'll come to this i'm sure but um one of the films that really reminded me of and i do not use these words lightly okay because it is one of my i think it is probably my all-time favorite film which is romeo michelle's high school reunion which is a classic flipping don't get to talk about this film enough it is a banger it is such Um, a banger but when you think about them they also are fully inhabiting their own world yeah. they don't, they're not they're they're weird and they're yeah. you know mm. all that but they but they're very happy with their yeah. life it's they're only not happy with their life when they start to imagine how others will see it yeah and that's the whole film it's yeah. sort of not about their inherent oh god we failed it's just about how they know they're just perfectly they'll be. content they're content yeah they and, love you, their and life. You, you get that from amy and molly as well i think that they perfectly kind of content. obviously there's things that happen in the film that suggest they're perhaps not content with the stage <clears> that they're at perhaps within their friendship but apart from that within the school setting mm. they seem perfectly well up until like, this yeah. point they have been content yeah. and then they suddenly realise that should we have been having more fun whilst we are at school because everyone else seems to be sort of doing what they want and also getting good grades and I guess that's also it goes beyond Amy and Molly because they're not stereotypically what you'd expect and then all of the other high school stereotypes in the school like initially seem very like mm. oh yeah there's the jock there's the joker skater guy and they're all actually quite 
different in the end as well. Yeah, I thought it was... nobody says you expect. No, it. not at all. Beautiful. Yeah, and the thing I thought of actually was when I was thinking about the kind of thinking about the archetypes and and you know how this would have played out perhaps when we were in high school mm. and this was a film was actually like you know Molly and Amy's um, not alienation from the rest of their classmates, mm. but it's sort of self inflicted in the sense yeah, that they've, like, done they've it just themselves. chosen. Mm. It's not that their classmates want to hang out or anything like that. It's just they've just chosen this path yeah. and that's what they're happy with. It's not a case of like yeah. you said them being bullied or being no. victimised it's just they've decided that's what yeah. they want to do and they've sort of created some of the stereotypes themselves yeah. yes, like they've been like yes. that guy's a dumb jock yeah. and then they and find out later not. that he's yeah. not and, and then it's they, them doing it's it it's when you know I really liked that idea that they as a kind of class they have chosen not to say where they're going to college. They're just sort of talking. New Haven. Yeah, New they're, just, right? they're making loose allusions to it, but they're not going like, "Oh, I'm going to say blah blah blah" yeah, to yeah, make yeah. other people feel better. Yeah, and then yeah. actually, like the fact that they suddenly find out that these people that they presume are mm. just like stoners, like getting wasted at the weekend, just like not taking themselves seriously, are actually like able to balance all of that stuff with mm. doing well academically. And it's, that's just so rooted in the fact that they think that they are those yeah. stereotypes. And yeah. to flip that around, though, it's funny how they then sort of, without hopefully any spoilers, but they no, discover how they're, they're, they're seen as aloof. Like, they, yeah. they, they, they are that's like, oh, the, you, know, yeah. you know, why did you never party with us? We wanted to be your friend. Uh, yeah, I, I really and, liked that. Yeah, so when they go to the party and then... Um, and everyone's so nice and you just think, wow, like, did you miss something? Yeah, you, you know? really did miss something. That, that's the only actually, point I'd say where I thought, hmm. was that really... You know, I went to parties mm. as a bit of an oddball and yeah. felt like, would it be so easy? But that's... That's not a criticism, it's just No, the, that's the thing, that's know, like the difference between whether you're like suspending your disbelief or guess or not. Like some people want something that feels more truthful. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, that wouldn't really happen at school. And actually for me personally, I find it quite refreshing to see I something think it would where, with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think they were as you've just said they weren't kind of like squirreled away on the mm, edges. No, they're no. quite kind of like great, you know, yeah. very And actually everyone's confident. been really interested. And everyone else has been socialising a lot. Like yeah. they've been thinking like you've got the theatre kids and the jocks and, the, and actually behind the scenes all of these kids seem to be hanging out quite a lot because a lot they all end that. up at each other's parties yeah. so they've got quite an even playing field and then there's sort of molly and amy they've almost been creating all that sort of alienation themselves i don't know i just thought it was really interesting that it was a total reversal it's um, almost like they've got their own uh, preconceived it is, of, it of, is. of how the high school operates based on things that they probably have taken in from yeah and people themselves. have thought of them as like well actually you two really think well more molly probably than amy but like you really think quite highly of yourself like you you know you're an overachiever and you you've been assuming we're not clever enough and we actually really are you just Mm. don't yeah i just i thought all of the characters were just really i just thought they were all great and all of the other sort of the b characters had their own little moments they were fully realized as well they weren't just kind of like they all felt like well-rounded characters and you could kind of even if the especially sort of the less prominent members of the cast as well you kind of get a sense of who they are and what they're about and Mm. it just it did feel like they felt like very well-rounded and it felt like a very 2019 film in that sense that the cast is sort of quite in comparison to a lot of things i think that we probably watched when we were teenagers (laughs) it's quite diverse yes absolutely obviously at the core of it you have got two probably affluent white girls but it is it's definitely considerably more diverse yeah and also when it comes to things like amy's queerness yeah sexuality and it's just not a thing it's just not a thing i loved it yeah yeah it's just like that's that's the thing and that is not the main plot point is it which is what we'd said before about did you ever watch sex education did you watch the show no you should watch it because that very much had sort of 
you know, yeah, there were sort of members of the LGBTQ community in that cast, but it wasn't the main plot point that yeah. they were gay. It was just part of... How refreshing. Yeah. yeah. That's not, like, made as the big thing, like, you well, know... With Amy, it's it's not it doesn't it's not setting her apart from the rest of the no. classmates. It's not this big plot point that she has to grapple with. Obviously, there are elements of it that do come up throughout the narrative, mm. but it's not like, oh, she's harbouring feelings other, for other yeah, girls. Yeah. It's not it's the, the process of coming out is no. the problem. It's actually, like, just the first encounter. Yeah, yeah, and it's her... <laughs> Her big problem is she's nervous about her first encounters because she yeah. hasn't had anything yeah. yet. Yes, yeah, so, you know, I like, love that bit. Sorry, that bit where she's she's trying to work out whether someone's. Like, oh my god, with the hand, she's, yeah. she's like it's upside down, yeah. and, and that that oh felt you know god. that felt just quite refreshing to have the frank discussion about because I feel like obviously things now in in films and on TV, mm. sex education has came up particularly is the frank discussion of sex and everything around it is so much I don't know just more prominent than it ever was but it just the fact that that was just like you know it was just accepted it wasn't even a thing obviously it was a plot point but it wasn't just a like oh my god like I wasn't sat there going like this is so how is she going to deal yeah because everyone and also her friendship with Molly Molly's obviously knows and it's you know they're close their close friendship what am I trying to say it's not hinted at at all that that could be anything other than no, just being a very close affection they play on it with yeah her. apart from her parents <laughs> who are like you know yeah the adults are like oh can't quite compute this it must that must be her girlfriend like Molly must be Amy's girlfriend because yeah. Amy's gay but even that was really well girl. judged and, yeah. and funny and well done it wasn't yeah. it was like you it can imagine like, teenage girls yeah it that. felt realistic as well being like, felt, let's use this to our advantage yeah it felt like the type of parents where they're trying to be very like socially conscious cool and aware and, and you know encouraging of their child and just kind of yeah. not wanting to judge and being like oh, okay that's fine you yeah. know and I just it felt like it was a very real scenario and like yeah. real interaction that you can imagine two parents just being like oh I don't want to say no because I want them to think that understand that I'm <laughs> yeah. accepting and encouraging but also you know also I made you all these snacks yeah oh good themed, themed snacks, snacks graduation snacks but even that was like co- jokes but also heartbreak do you know yeah. what I mean like that kind of like just and Lisa Kudrow like Romeo Michelle uh, and oh I was like Wow, prime casting there. I, I think we both sort of got really excited when she came on the screen. Yeah. So I didn't realise she was in the no, film. I and no I was like, either. ah, look who it is. And I wonder if for her that is a role that harks yeah. back to, you know what it I must, mean? Like I felt like that must have made, yeah. And then, do, you know, like, is that why? I felt like that must you have know? maybe a little bit been why. They must have had that on their minds when they were casting. Like, I, I imagine so. I listened to a thing with, um, with Molly and Amy yeah. in real life. Um, mm-hmm. And they were just saying, like, they both absolutely love Lisa Kudrow. And they, and actually, I think Beanie has a. Uh, Beanie to me Beanie. you know you're my Beanie she, my, my pals my pal Beanie but she's got um, a sticker of Lisa Kudrow on her like laptop or whatever did she and they were freaking out oh that they were gonna, they, they were like like us guys yeah. on the wings of like we're about to meet Lisa Kudrow well yeah because that would be Which the same it would be very yeah. similar for us wouldn't yeah. it it would just be like oh god like this is a person I've grown up watching in so many iterations like and you here know, she is yeah and here she is in front of us playing Amy's mum which is apparently they would just have to kind of like they'd go off and just have that's what I'd need to I do. Know, it's yeah. worth flagging actually, we're talking about as a side note with Molly and Amy that Olivia Wilde made Beanie and Caitlin live together oh, yeah. whilst they were yeah. rehearsing, weren't they? So it was mm-hmm. like a ten week period of living together as flatmates and I imagine that had quite an effect in terms of like the natural chemistry yeah. that I was listening to a podcast that was on the uh, the big picture of the yeah, show fantasy yeah. where he mentioned he brought that up actually and they were saying that because obviously a lot of the film is set at night because of the party mm. and everything, they were doing a lot of long night shoots 
shoots mm. so then they were coming home and then spending like the rest of the day <clears> together <throat> and then going and doing these night shoots and it just did help build up their kind of familiarity yeah. with one good another, job they get then, on eh? imagine if yeah, it was like apparently it was I, also with um, Olivia Wilde um, who I was like where did it when I watched a kind yeah. of you know one of those panels of 13 yeah. people on them you yeah. know those, those TV and film panels um, and I was like where do I know her from where do yeah. I know her from yep. the OC the OC yeah OC she was in the, I remember house. her from House as well oh, Alex in the OC good. when Marissa Cooper yeah just magically discovered she was yeah. yeah but what I loved was she apparently said you know that she everybody will have been on a bad set at one point and mm-hmm. it'll be unpleasant and you know for whatever mm-hmm. reason and she said I did not want it to be a set like that I wanted it to be fun and encouraging and to have just sort of a supportive environment yeah, for all yeah. the young people you know and so that and they all in this kind of like epic panel they were yeah. like it was just the most fun Ugh. and the most supportive environment yeah. and they all had the best time which is like just like a big through. hangout yeah. it just comes through and, I, and like I'm, I'm no actor but I did I I did think you like, can tell they were clearly oh, yes, at, at ease like... and yeah I think I'd read something as well where she'd said that and it made me think a lot of kind of press that Greta Gerwig and then Sasha yeah. Ronan and, and Beanie again were doing around the time yeah. of Lady Bird where they were talking about kind of wanting to Just make sure that hang the, out and... it was a very laid back chilled at ease environment mm. on set and in terms of the chemistry Olivia had said that she'd you know if if there were they she'd said to the actors like if there are any bits of dialogue that feel really clunky when you say them on set just tell me and we'll just in it because if it doesn't sound like it's coming off right then we need to just scrap it scrap and there were quite a few bits that were just riffed on and stuff and it was sort of really natural I guess. I think I've read as well that I think where Billy Lord was concerned a lot mm. of her... Um, Billy Lord! She, she probably just innovated her way so through the Lord. She <laughs> apparently, so the thing that I was so reading said that she did a lot of improv <laughs> That she would just say things. Say some weird just, stuff, They would Billy. just keep okay. it in and also her part was meant to be much smaller but I think they ended up writing like on set as they were doing it through rehearsals Lovely. and all of this they would do added more of Gigi in yeah you can't get like, Billy Lord Billy a small part he's just killing it she's so funny she's so funny I love her I just, I just feel I hold her in really high esteem she's just a delight she is she's, she's wacky so as good hell, but, um, but you, be- you believe it yeah, yeah. oh yeah I think it comes it. it doesn't come across as contrived or like oh she's going OTT yeah. or if she's it anything like that no, her kookiness like, is very seems quite uh, you can imagine that's what she was like yeah and actually Speaking of like natural, what's it called? Like natural choices for sort of the roles. A bit like, you know, when we watch mid 90s mm-hmm. and like a lot of the actors in mid 90s are actually skateboarders in real life and yeah. they come from, you know, that is their subculture. So it kind of feels a lot more natural because mm-hmm. that is where they're from. It felt like they had some very sort of naturalistic choices here. Yeah. And the girl who plays Ryan, who's Amy's sort of love interest, love crush, and she's like a skateboarder. Like that's very much what she does in real life. So again, film, yeah, it's oh, her first really? film. She skateboards in real life. Like if you look at her Instagram, it's just loads of videos of her skateboarding like and she dresses like that and that is just who she is so again it just I felt like it kind of it wasn't they didn't get them to play roles that were totally Mm. alien to them no and actually I think where Ryan's concerned the thing that I found was really interesting going back to the idea of like stereotyping and Mm. archetyping is they really use Ryan as a character and Amy's kind of infatuation Mm. from afar with Ryan to kind of you see it from her point of view and you see that's projecting and obviously a big thing where Ryan is concerned is that Amy presumes that she's inviting her to this party because she wants to kind of 
hook up with her yeah. or anything like that and it's just completely not the case and yeah. so much of that is rooted in the fact that you like automatically assume that because of what she looks like and what she's doing and just yeah. her mannerisms she's a red herring she's, yeah. yeah she's completely a red herring yeah. just, and I remember being quite shocked when that yeah. happened I was like oh, oh okay because I was yeah. completely you led me up the garden path there completely. I thought yeah, yeah. I thought but then I that is just on. so rooted in this external idea of you know them kind of projecting this idea of what mm-hmm. those individuals in school are like because they don't know them because mm-hmm. they haven't engaged with them at all they, they kind of do they kind of do that with it a lot of them though don't they I'm mm. thinking of Jared yes he was one of my favorite. Poor Gus Skyler. Lovely Jared. Yeah. yeah, just lovely. Bless his and heart. He, he, you know, everyone had this a huge big sack of myths about him. Oh my his, god. His Some really traumatizing ones that he knew, fully knew about knew. as well. Was like, Pierce, so, I haven't yeah. done this. But that to me just felt very like it just reminded me a great deal of when I was in high school. Yeah. And there would be, be people about whom there were like rumors. Yeah. And there was a general consensus about like, oh, well, that person's done this, this, and this. And yeah. then actually there would be the discovery like many years later being like that that was just rubbish that yeah. wasn't true and I knew all about that and I knew that people said that blah blah yeah, yeah. either they play into it and they're just really yeah. aware of yeah it and he's or... sort of playing into it a little bit isn't he yeah. because he's sort of well, well he, he just... just so desperately wants to be liked he says at one point he just wants to get out of there yeah. like he's just like you know high school for me is a means to an end I just want to be able to yeah. go on and move on I want to make life. musicals and design oh. airplanes oh. He, <laughs> yeah he knows he's got his interests on lockdown yeah. and they were yeah. not the things that I that expected not what I, thought I hope he makes like an airplane musical and I loved his friendship with Gigi though the bit yeah. where everyone's like, oh, Gigi's this or that. And he's like, she is loyal. And yeah. it was just so pure. It was yeah. like... No, he's like there she... is a reason like I'm hanging around her and it's not just because she's made me like her little sidekick no. she's actually a really nice person yeah. again because you presume that it's just sort of like oh he's got a car so he and he's willing to go and pick her up because maybe he likes her but it's not yeah. it's just because they are best pals and they're just she's obviously very loyal and does so like many him. pure friendships oh, and also Nick you know Molly's like really just horrified about her crush on Nick because mm-hmm. she's like he's the dumb jock like I'm not supposed to fancy him and be attracted to him and actually when she has that like conversation with him at the party I thought it was going to be super awkward and yeah. she'll have a bit of a chat to him and he'll be a bit like why are you talking to me and he was so like they both fell into like a really natural rhythm yeah. together and he was really nice and was like I've always wanted to hang out with you yeah. and like why weren't you like you should have like come out more I thought maybe you know I was like, this guy's really, actually really nice. Did, can I ask, did that make you sad then, though? Like, at watching the film, mm. and they had this great, this one-night thing. Yeah. Isn't that a trip of, like, kind of film genre? Oh, just yeah, one especially, big like, yeah. high school stuff yeah. as well, like, one but big did, blowout. Did, I mean, did it make you feel like, oh, guys, look what you could have had type stuff? Because for me, a little bit, I was yeah. like, ah, yeah. oh, your world could have been like this. Yeah. Not to really... say your world isn't great, but... No, but, yeah, it could, and I guess that's... Well, I don't know. Is that the point? It's complicated. No, I don't know what the point is. For really, me, but... it felt like that was really the catalyst for a lot of for that confrontation mm. at the party. So you, because they almost become separate because mm. Amy and Molly both get there, and then Molly ends up spending time with Nick, mm. and and then Amy goes off and she finds Ryan, and then she ends up doing karaoke with stuff. Mm. And you have this kind of transformative moment where everyone jumps in the pool and Amy's just swimming around. And I do think that that in itself as a scene is supposed to be used as like them having a glimpse of like uh, like you say what could have been yeah yeah and that for them perhaps makes them acutely aware especially amy i think in particular mm. makes them it makes her aware of the fact that like okay well her friendship with molly is something that is obviously mm. very dear to her mm. but perhaps actually the has, expense of... has that have has their closeness meant that actually their high school experience yeah. has been limited because mm. but they've been perfectly happy yeah. and content mm. in that yeah. kind of little bubble mm. but actually there's all this stuff that they've missed out of and then when they go their separate ways for they college which they're going mm. to 
actually are they gonna have been at a disadvantage yeah, yeah. because they're not they have there's something engaging. super bittersweet for me and all there that is. Yeah, there but is. also very Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion may oh, yeah. I say where there is also a rift where they uh, you know you yeah. I don't say you guys the plot but um but yeah it's similar where yeah. you're kind of looking so at this is actually the prequel different. to Romeo well, and Michelle honestly yeah. for lots and lots of reasons yeah, not yeah. just because I love them both very fiercely and immediately but um <laughs> but yeah it, it I think there is a lot to be said for that mm. the hi- those high school movies they're partly about kind of looking back mm-hmm. for for mm. us who aren't in high school anymore they're, they're about looking back and about identifying kind of like mm-hmm. was that like me was it not like me which group was I in yeah. you know all that mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but I think that's yeah was a big, a big thing for me thinking wow did I do high school right did I do uni right you know was that yeah yeah in this as well I think it lines up really well with the fact that this is all set the night before the graduation so the graduation mm. obviously in the states is so much more of a thing such a big deal than yeah. in, like when we leave high school and it's like bye um, there was no graduation you know, so there was no like big I, mean, I guess now we kids out here have prom but it's not like we have a big graduation we ceremony we had prom, we had prom. Yeah, we had did prom. you have did you go to prom yeah I didn't go. I what, did you go to prom? Yeah, I went with my. I went with like Ashley and Tra- Ashley, I just yeah. went with my friends. Obviously, do you know what I did instead of going to prom? What did you do? This is like peak sixteen-year-old. Did you get like pizza and watch films? And um, I, me and my best friend in high school, we decided like we're not going to go to prom. We all yeah. make a statement about yes. going to a prom. That, that's we, been in quite a few films yeah, as well. We literally stayed home yeah. and watched Lost Boys. Of course. I mean, of all the choices, that's that's a beautiful. I just one. very vividly remember being like, we are not going to prom. And what? When you myself. heard all the kind of prom chat, like, did you th- did a little part of you think wish I'd gone to prom? Or are you still yeah like, a the little right bit? A little bit wish mm. I'd gone to prom. But my experience of high school was just like I think now if I was in high school I would enjoy it ten times more. Mm. But I think at the time I was a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. And actually, like for me, not going to prom wasn't a big deal. Mm. And actually, to just sit at home and watch films, then be like, oh, look at those dogs at prom. Well, sitting home watching films is always bliss to be. Oh like, my god, on, I watched about five films this weekend. Also, that's, that's also, a cool also the thing good. is as well. I think it's <laughs> the fact that you know. So I left high school in two thousand four. Yeah. So um, I didn't know that I was what I was missing out on because no. you know, like I was just at home. There was no yeah. social media or anything like that. Completely. That's true. Actually, yeah, there's I, no like fear no, of missing out on no. social media. Is FOMO there? just wasn't a thing for me in high school because I think it was like you know, I'm freaking glad it wasn't. I did this at the weekend, but I had no idea anyone else did no. at the weekend it's not like it's not like now where if I'm feeling at home sorry for myself I've got like a, a, a window into whatever yeah just completely looking at my new bike for example I realise that my Instagram is just like vegetable vegetable bike and sky jet but yeah you just don't like when I was in you just didn't get it no and I but I think they also did like handled that kind of like voyeuristic social media thing in that when they do have their their kind of moment of conflict and crisis everyone's filming it but it doesn't necessarily become a thing it's not the film doesn't tip to become like wow sc- viral scandal yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's, that's immediately when there is that scene and, and, and you and think that's you see them all, and yeah. you can see all the lights from people it's be like a Love Simon situation mm. it's all gonna go and it doesn't just, doesn't. just it seemed really odd to me because being like our generation I was just like why are they literally filming an argument between two people and then it's like of course they're filming it because it's 2019 it's and they just, all do it and yeah, they're like oh look two people talking let's film it I wouldn't think to get my camera out for most things no. like but this was just like oh two it's sort of funny we'll put this somewhere after so strange but the fact that it resisted going down yeah. that, that, that what would, would have felt quite a lazy route for me yeah. if that had become yeah. the central feature yeah. of the it felt like a very real life experience 
like yeah. a real life occurrence in that situation but i'm glad mm. they didn't utilize it like for example in, i mean obviously yeah. in assignment it's a plot point but it would have yeah. been like you say would have been so lazy just to be like oh this has gone viral and it's really and it would have been lives. like an additional complication that just didn't yeah it didn't yeah. need it it, it no. just needed this pure little simple yeah two friends having a friggin great time Absolutely. you know um so was there anything in particular that you didn't like because i had a few minor grubs I yeah think that my, the only thing that i and actually that it was that confrontation at the party mm. i think that for me was just the thing where I, it felt not lazy but it felt like this is so inevitable to yeah. do this big that they're gonna have the big blowout and you're controlling and you're yeah. too much of a weakling yeah. and having yeah. said it the way it was done though i mm. would in part agree mm-hmm. but i think that just the, the the technique like the way it got silent and oh, it was, I it, loved it that. was beautifully I it was really done because yeah, 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 like, yeah. you can then just put all your old grievances yeah. and arguments yeah. on top of it it doesn't kind of matter. imagine what they're saying yeah. to each other or or imagine your own stuff you've yeah, had in the past yeah. with someone or you whatever. don't also i think you don't need to hear what they're saying to one another you don't need to see how petty and hurtful and malicious it's probably getting with mm, you know yeah. the things that you say when you're having an argument with someone and you just use it as an excuse yeah. to kind of just offload mm. anything that you've been yeah. bottling up i think that actually that just would have been needlessly yeah. mean the one i mean there really wasn't much that i disliked to be honest i wasn't massively keen on those two sort of oddly placed the bit the barbie scene i found a bit oh, oh the kind of i wasn't thrilled yeah, about fine. that i was just like this has gone it was a bit. kind of funny i can see what they're doing yeah. but it was like it sat weirdly I yeah, think. It, yeah. I the rest it, of the but... film didn't really have anything like that yeah. so it just suddenly felt like a, a, a bit odd and then they later on this is less of a problem later on they have like that dance bit as well where she sort of imagines it was like two really kind of abstract moments in a oh, film that mm, felt quite oh, yeah, yeah, grounded with Nick, yeah. yeah where she's dancing yeah. with Nick and it yeah. just I mean there are other films that do that as well but it just those two bits were kind of like not my favourite bits because everything else did feel sort of quite grounded yeah. and I don't know no, I found that yeah well, colleague Vicky um, mm. to quote the great Vicky Mitten, yes. who will make listen yep. to this uh, she mentioned that the kind of opening segments yeah. that were quite like first one, 20 minutes yeah one note big long shots of yeah. corridors slow-mo and, like, quite music video-esque I loved it. Like, Everyone I, I had a slow mo entrance. Yeah. It it did go. I will agree it did, with her. It did go on a little but bit. That, that fed for me the yeah. kind of like cool naffness of it. So yeah, yeah. Like, that, that like, slow mo hip hop track. Like everyone like high fiving each other. The soundtrack was yeah. flipping banging. By the way, but, like, oh my so god, good. the soundtrack so good. we should have said was so good. But to be honest, though, those like long slow mo high school corridor shots are just so atypical of the genre. Though mm. that for me is when I was thinking about things that I've seen that I remember. There's the opening scene in uh, the high school in Donnie Darko yeah yeah where it's um, really similar it's um fierce. like Tears for Fears song where it's just pans down yeah. the corridor and you see like glimpses into everyone like that's yeah. just such a stylistic trope of uh, yeah. High school. Yeah. it has to be there almost it has to be there yeah, yeah you're right actually when you're, setting, when you're setting something in a high school I think it would have been very disappointing mm-hmm. to be like oh what do you mean it's funny election when we, we just watched it this weekend like mm-hmm. I said and uh, and it's it, you can see that it must have been on quite a sort of small well I presume on perhaps quite a small budget because mm-hmm. there's hardly when it has those those yeah. scenes it's not very busy there's yeah. bits where it's sort of like no one's around and you're four quite people yeah, like, or yeah. someone running through a door and then running and all running the way around and, and going out the other one um, to be someone so, else yeah, and I think Vicky's point was simply that it, maybe that there was a lot of it to begin with yeah. whereas yeah. I just um, just just stylistically mm. thought it was lovely to look at it was very colourful it was very yeah. bright yeah. colourful yeah. kind of, and I think yeah. that like you said the, the soundtrack mainline in the soundtrack by the, the way the soundtrack's amazing yeah I can I can understand I think the criticisms I've 
seen I've or read or heard have been mostly I'm like yeah that's fine it's, I don't like disagree with them but I, it also doesn't bother me like you know some people saying well it's kind of there are some sort of really unique elements to the film and you know there's, there's sort of a, a gay lead sort of representations of female friendship and stuff but it's all very high schooly and it's like well you know it's full of high school tropes and right. it's like well that's yeah. sort of the point you know, I haven't got a problem with that how far can you buy into yeah. a genre and move away from it really right, exactly you know? like you um, can't you can't do something within that genre and also be entirely different at the I same don't, time I don't and also don't think they were approaching it from the point of view of trying to reinvent, reinvent the wheel whole no, no. I mean, and that's what's that's quite nice yeah I don't Olivia Wilde wrong with when that. she was talking about things that had influenced the film itself she mentioned Fast Times at Ridgemont High mm. she mentioned The Breakfast Club and she mentioned Dazed and Confused well yeah, they're all yeah. films that focus on high school so it's obviously not like she's going yeah. like oh we're gonna exactly. start giving like you Tarkovsky know Tarkovsky up high yeah. school right? <laughs> yeah oh it's just really influenced by the work of you know Werner Herzog when I was approaching this high school imagine if she was my god can we see that film let's make that film but yeah you get the references oh yeah just missed my hurt my hurt song impression I was going to start trying to do a hurt song like narrating a school card I would watch this was like a good time to move on to high school movies generally as a theme it's obviously something that we have touched upon briefly before when we talked about sex education yes we did talk about it then yes and also interesting what we talked about was this kind of idea of because one of the big criticisms of sex education was the fact that it was set in UK yes. but it was very really Americanized. Mm. I was saying this to Peggy earlier that it's like this weird amalgamation of like mm. Which we American liked. high school and UK high school and it was I can see why American viewers in particular might have been like whoa what is this yeah. but I, I mean I quite like that I mean I think that that's one thing and one reason I know that I particularly enjoy and have always enjoyed watching high school movies it's not only just because obviously when I was a teenager mm. watching them there is like a degree of being able to relate to it but mm. it is also this kind of like unobtainable idealisation yeah. of yeah. high school as a kind of American pastime we've all got this and so I, we different. all understand Understand the tropes of like yeah. American high school films, yeah. don't we? Even though it isn't it's so really removed from our own, yeah. isn't it? I've got a weird, like, very undefinable yeah. nostalgia for yeah. a certain yes. way of life that has never been mine. Yeah, being that's so true, actually. Yeah. Like, watching... it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. Brown paper bag sandwiches, the yellow bus, nothing to do with me. No. Uh, and my Northern Irish that's upbringing. That's so true. Like, yeah. watching Booksmart is like nostalgic, but I don't know what I'm being nostalgic about. I know. Because Weird, nostalgic about watching films That's, when I was a teenager. It's, it's one thing I've written down like, here is like, is it ro- is it rooted in nostalgia? Because it is that kind of like those halcyon days of having no responsibilities with everything on the horizon, but to have this reference point of like so much of that. And we definitely mentioned this when mm. we talked about sex education because we were saying about like you know this idea like oh I just really want to go to an American high school and I feel like I still have yes, that now. I still have like, no, I'm I still way 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 past the point of being able to go to high school. But I'm like oh I just really <laughs> want to go and like oh well, if I was in can't year, wait to wear a varsity jacket. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. I, the bleachers, I, the kind right. of like football. I love that yeah, stuff. Maybe I'd be a cheerleader. So I wouldn't much. be a cheerleader. Can you imagine me as a cheerleader? Uh, no. Yeah, and I think Absolutely that's why I still, even now, being outside of the realms of, of high school being a, a reference yeah. point for me, I still enjoy it yeah. because yeah. it is this yeah. sort of like, oh, do you know, if it, you know, it's like you know, some people might have very specific types of books that they really mm. like enjoy reading, and for me, it's if I see a film is set in a high school and I'm just I'm in. I'm sorry, yeah, like, that sounds like, like fun. That, you know? that is part of it for me, but I think there's also like they follow a, a plot line that you know that it's not good. They're not going to never speak to each other again. Yeah. Really, you I mean yeah. you know that it's you a know that friendship. 
change and tumult track, and, yeah. Yeah. and they're, they're going to, you know, kind of go to different places and, and everything. But it's only, Botswana. Yeah, and... make tampons for the women there. You know, yeah. you know that there's going to be a load of, like, change. Yeah. But but you also know somewhere that when Romain and Michelle fall out, yeah. it's not forever. You, yeah. you know what I mean? That there's yeah, enough hope that they will open their store yeah, and, yeah. and Janine Garofalo's character will fund them to do so because right. she's made money. You know, there, there will be enough magical realism that you can yeah. buy into it, which is which is one of the reasons that it's a comforting genre for all yeah, that. It's such a comforting aside genre. Aside from the kind of, you know, the, the, the trappings of high school, it's yeah, something yeah, kind yeah. of um, winning about it for me. When I was reflecting on it, I was thinking about the fact that, like, one of the things that I do really enjoy reading, like, book-wise, mm. is I really enjoy, like, coming of age narratives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about The Goldfinch the other day. Oh, yeah, we were. We? That's sort of, you know, a particular narrative that I've always mm. really enjoyed is that kind of, you know, charting some mm. a particular lengthy period of someone's... Me too. Someone's oh, it's, it's, and that's, it's that kind of follow It's discovery, through. is it? Yeah. Self-discovery thing that's really, or, like... And everyone can relate to that. Yeah, and that's why I think the high, the high school genre for me really lines up, because yeah. it is this kind of, like, it's short-term in the sense that it's you know four five years yeah. however long if you're trying something through high far school. behind me yes yeah but no but it's true though isn't it because mm. it's just sort of like you, you get to know someone you know they're going to go on this yeah. sort of mm. formative yeah. thing of you're discovery with them. Yeah. yeah even even in book smart the fact that it's really only 24 hours yeah you know you you're, you're in with these characters you know you are yeah. immediately like yep yeah, i know what they're about the I know attention to going. detail was was what made them remarkably mm. um like immediately able to grasp mm-hmm. so like in the, mm. in the, even in the opening scene where it pans along her bedroom oh and she's meditating and it has like you know RBG there yeah. and later on they talk about well let's just watch that Ken Burns documentary and you just like all those little yep. bits yeah. there's, a, of... there's a really great article that I can't remember where I saw it off the top of my head but we'll link to it but it's like talks... all the easter eggs and things yeah it was like... easter eggs but then also there's a piece that I'd read a long time ago was about the concept of like teen girls bedrooms yeah and teen girls bedrooms in in culture whether that's books <sighs> whether best. that's movies whether that's TV shows and actually like what it means to be a teenage girl and, and what you do in your bedroom and your yes, how you, you know use your space yeah things that you what have space it is, and I feel yeah. like that's something that we still talk about at length now as adults is, oh my god know, going into people's houses yeah. and you immediately get a sense of who they are and what yeah. they enjoy absolutely um, and that for me that scene I was just so you just yeah, I was like and you're trying to around. check everything you want to freeze in, it don't yeah, you like, I was trying to interrogate still. like oh what's that what's that what's that you know yes. One, so in terms of high school movies and things that we've enjoyed in the past and particular favourites that we've had and mm-hmm. um, we did say that we would briefly talk about some of our of our favorites yes would you list, would like to begin yes and we only did like a short list really because what, otherwise this could when i was when i was doing prep ever. for this i literally i thought like oh it'll be really easy to just do like a short list of like the five that i enjoy the most yeah. but then i was like oh that one's really good yeah. and then it just kept reminding me of other stuff <laughs> of that you forget and actually peggy and i discussed this because she thought of a few uh ones that you wouldn't have like straight away thought about mm. and then you're like yeah that is set in a high school oh my god that's what i kept doing yeah. i was like oh yeah that is technically a high school and this book. sort of came about as well because the ringer put out a list of like 25 high school films and we had discussed it in the office because we were both well i think everyone was fairly outraged that 10 things i hate about you was like number nine or something no, in this livid, definitive ranking and we were like absolutely not and like it was like clearly <laughs> i put it at top five they put <laughs> Five was Ladybird, four was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, three Mean Girls, two Superbad, one Clueless. No, Clueless and is so overrated. Is, is that terrible? Wait is for that April, bad? wait no, for April. I mean, I love it, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoy there. it, but it's not in there. Why is Sister Act 2 not there? Come right? On. This is what we wanted to get to. This is what we wanted to get to. It's the greatest movie. So my list is not films that... It's not like the definitive list is in, like, I don't know, the 
greats it's the ones that I enjoy yeah well I think that's that's I think that's it's also very interesting actually to see the ones that people pick up on as being Mm -hmm. their favorites because I think there's a lot to be said and I think they may may have mentioned this in the Mm. ring of peace or I may have seen it in some of the other reviews of Booksmart that I've read it was saying like when you see particular high school films at a particular age Mm -hmm. and you just latch on to sort of sort of specific ones so I'm very interested to see what you're I put it's not a very exciting list to be honest um five I put Mean Girls because probably quotability it's one of the most quotable I quote like high time. school films she doesn't I even think go here. right I just <laughs> she doesn't go none of Gretchen Wieners oh god it's just so quotable of all the well actually no because there's another one but it is one of the most quotable high school films and for I think that came that wasn't one I watched when I was younger I feel like that came a bit later didn't it uh, like Mean Girls is uh, 2004 so it was the last year of yeah so it was like mm, yeah it was like late mid so to late teens so can I ask because I'm older than I'm, mm. I'm, I'm an old lady but did you guys watch this at, like when you were high school and be like, was it a big yeah, high school movie because yeah, I, I, me- I remember going yeah. to see Mean Girls at the same time yeah so do I so it was like this was a high school film very much in high school yeah, yeah. which like an, yeah. like an event film yeah, it yeah. was that everyone discussed and yeah it was one of those like definitive films from that area of time for me four I put uh, Lady Bird just because I love it so much Classic. again like there are elements of book smart that have kind of handled the high school kind of film differently and ladybird very much does that too as well also just the people in it i put three breakfast club which you know oh, interesting yeah i just mm, icon that's icon one of the really, first like american high school films i remember seeing yeah so do i i remember seeing that because it was the one that everyone was like oh if you like high school films you and it's so responsible this. for those yeah like, architects. that's the thing i think I put it, that's the whole plot right? i think i put it up there because yeah. it's it is the original like it's it, five people who shouldn't be in a room together yeah. And all of those... Which is all high school films ever. Yeah, yeah, right. When you boil it down. Yeah, Yeah. it's the the overlapping, isn't it, of these social circles. And, like, how have all these people and could they possibly get on? And actually, it's the complete antithesis to Booksmart, where everyone seems on a fairly equal level when everyone actually does socialise together. Everyone's odds in this film. Yeah, and then in Breakfast Club, it's just like, no way. Um, I put two as Heathers because... I've not seen Heathers. Oh, You've never seen Heathers. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Yes, Chaos killed the dinosaurs. Oh, well. okay. Oh. Talk about quotability. My Step. god, Heathers right. is amazing. Okay, we have to watch Heathers soon. I saw it at the cinema Stephen. recently because they did like an anniversary did, screening of it. Actually, some of it. Uh, diary, my teenex has a body. Count. Oh my god, some of the um, some of the humour is a bit like Ooh, now in it's terms very of it's, dated. It's, yeah, it's a bit dated. But Mean Girls has got. Only Heather's without mean, without Heather's you wouldn't get a high school film about mean mean girls is Heather's. That is the one, and it is so quotable. (laughs) It is Mean Girls is just a. It is you know Heather's is the original for that. Um, And number one, I did put as ten things because it's the film that I watched most as a young person. It's the film that I can quote more than most other films in the whole wide world. It was the ten things I hate about you tattoo. Oh, yeah. And wow, so you yeah, both you actually both your number one then. It's my number one. It has to be. Cat nice. Stratford is just like yeah. she's the. Re- We've said this before. She's the reason I read the Bell Jar. I was just right. like, this is who I want to be yeah. when I'm older. Iconic. It's yeah. so iconic. I don't think I ranked mine in order, but ten things I hate about you is my absolute number one of time number one has unrelated and um, again I think that's a generational thing because I think everyone our age would say yeah. that Vicky who's like a little bit younger I think she was like yeah that's great I don't know if it would be like it her didn't define definitive. her time yeah, yeah. or is it hit like, 20 years old this year shit oh stop 
It's so How can that be? Oh, it's so good. It's the best. Um, I also, so I didn't <laughs> order mine apart yeah. from that one because I, it just got That's too, the big number one. too much. I'm very fond of Superbad. I feel one that you do not like mm. very much. No, I like Superbad. I don't love Superbad. Is that like the boys' high school film, do you think? Uh, One incredibly lazy comparison that I have found within Booksmart. Oh, um, is it the Jonah Hill thing? Is the fact that it keeps being compared to Superbad. Yeah, like a feminist feminist This will be for a number of reasons. It will be because A, uh, Beanie Feldstein is the younger sister of Jonah Hill who's in Superbad. B, the fact that I think Superbad does take place over a condensed period of time. Mm. I don't think it's... 24 hours who's McLovin then in Booksmart Um, Jared probably probably. oh yeah or Gigi or Gigi Gigi, I feel that that's such a lazy um, it's very lazy it's very lazy and reductive and also it just means a lot a lot of guys mostly probably guys let's face it but a lot of people who who think well I'm not feminist or I don't want to watch some feminist thing so just not go you know yeah. to see Booksmart which yeah, yeah. completely does a disservice it does it's, yeah. it's a really lazy comparison I understand why it keeps happening but it's incredibly incredibly lazy but Superbad I mean there is some humour in Superbad already Superbad's yeah, 2007 Superbad's, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things terrible now film. you would you probably wouldn't go with having but also like it's isn't just, it funny rewatching things and going oh shit I can't believe yeah, you said no, that I just, I, I've seen Superbad so many times I just whenever I'm mm. feeling like just I want to watch something and switch off but That's I want to be filled with joy quite a few like homophobic jokes and Heathers oh, that just yeah. let me go. Oh. And I think that's the thing when you when you re-engage with things as an adult, you obviously see it from a very adult point yeah. of view, and things you're just like, oh, actually, like wouldn't get. That's and probably that's, not okay. Yeah. Um. So that's super bad. Obviously, I've got Mean Girls on mine. Obviously. Obviously, I've got Lady Bird on mine. Yeah. Very missed mentioned. Um. Days and Confused. Oh, Days and one. Confused is a good I one as well. I love Days and Confused so much. Again, that's another film where like we watched it a week ago mm. because I was like, oh, I haven't seen Days and Confused, and it was I haven't seen it yet this this month. Let's go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, God. And I feel like I haven't watched it for at least. Two weeks. It's just really right. clever. I like the fact that it's a period piece, so it's set in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like a good period piece. And again, mm-hmm. it's like end of year as well, mm-hmm. so it's um, last day of school. Mm-hmm. It's you know they're all gearing up for the summer and and it's yeah. been docked. It's big summer breaks. Yeah, absolutely. I just love it. It's just great. I've got some other things. That oh, I'll, I'll do on Roma and in a minute. What about you? Well, what, just, what your top no, three? No one's mentioned Roma. I mean, I've only mentioned it about so seventeen sorry. times. Well, you know, I, so <laughs> it's I, on my honourable. It's on my honourables as well. I was saying to Steph that I did start to try and think. And I was talking to my other half, and I was like, and you know, you know, I could mention Blair. I was like, have you even seen that? So I, what I was doing initially was kind of thinking of films that I knew to yeah. be, yeah, 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 films. yeah. And I was like, okay, time, truth time. Yeah, what Tr- are yeah, the, what are the yeah. films that I would, you know, kind of go to battle mm. for? Because like I said are. to you, like Election, I haven't seen. Like, yeah, and and I and I just watched it, and it yeah. was okay. But it's not, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't um, have been added to your list. Yeah, you know, no ways, you know. no. So the three, I think, I, I boiled it down to films that I genuinely love that happened to also be high school yeah, yeah. Sort of films were in descending. No, the other way, ascending yeah. so from the bottom up would probably be Greece. Yes, which, oh my god, that yeah. was on my honourable mention. Greece. I like, went through a phase, well, as everyone did, yeah, and I went, I went through a phase where I was obsessed with Greece oh, for like six all? months I and actually, watched it like every I actually day. Think if I think about like. Um, that's a definitive high school film yeah it is if you, if, if, if I think about like four formative films but across the board for a lot of different yeah. reasons Greece is but like the soundtrack I mean there's bits where like if somebody says something I will yeah I can't, I can't think of an example now helpfully but I'll, I'll just have a Greece song yeah. to hand yeah. um, so that's one yeah. um, that's such a good one as well it's just an important one that I think people miss off sometimes yeah. because it's I think because it sort of inhabits a, it goes beyond the high yeah. school genre if you like you know, also, sort of as a musical and it's, also yeah. I think as well because it's when you look back at 
minute, it's like that. It's all very obvious that they're all about adults. <laughs> yes, playing thirty-five-year-olds yes. playing fifteen-year-olds. Yeah. Yep. And but but that somehow does not diminish. No, it. Like, no, so really not at all. But I take your point. I know it is. It's funny. It's funny. How did they get away with that? Why did they I think know. like here's this forty-year-old? It's, it's actually when I was thinking about you are sixteen. When I was thinking about high school films, it has always been one of those things where you, especially for American one films as well, where you'll be like, he's clearly about twenty-five and he's like dirty dancing. You're like, what is going on here? Why is everyone middle-aged? I love dirty dancing so much. I love it. Greece as well. I think there's so much to be said there about aesthetics, and for me, that was one of my first big things. I remember ever being a cultural reference point. Like I remember that my aunt went to the states when I was nine or ten, and the big thing I wanted her to bring me home was a pair of Converse All Stars because I was like obsessed. Yeah, it had had that whole kind of um, very Americana. Yeah, Yeah. because it's set in the. 50s? Yeah. yeah. So Greece, obviously. Yeah. The number two, and I can't believe, I said this earlier on to Steph, I can't believe that I'd kind of forgotten mm-hmm. about my love for this film. Mm-hmm. And I think my love for this film really comes from my love for Sister Act 1. Yes. It's <laughs> such a very good I love this belter. film. It's I love the other film as well. It is belter. It's all you need to know. And it's yeah. it's kind of this, you know, it's got all the all the kind of personal peril, mm-hmm. the kind of little sub narratives yeah, of all yeah, the different yeah. kind of people. Lauren Flippin Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Oh my God, Hill. Come on. Um, and the little guy, and the, the whole like, if you wanna be somebody, like yeah. that whole song. Is that classic musical? You... I don't know. I, I think... wouldn't have said it is no, to be honest, because no. the mu- music it's isn't the bit, vehicle yeah. for the story. Really, no it's one's kind of... breaking into song every five. No, minutes. that's no, true. It's like they, she teaches music. Yeah, that's true. They're in a choir. Yeah, not... and then obviously for me, number one um, has uh, is and has always been Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. That's just your number so one film in life. It is my number it's one. Such film. a good film, and I can't tell you why because you know I can can acknowledge that as films go, it's not you know got the beauty of some films or the kind of plot yeah, yeah but we, like, we but talk about that a lot yeah, yeah. though about like the worthiness of films and actually what your attachment is to them actually because like, there are so many things that I enjoy mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. that actually from like a I don't know critical point of view you would go like that's absolute garbage it's why you like it so much yeah. 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 but yeah. you know if you've got an attachment to oh, it yeah, and get absolutely. enjoyment out yeah. of it then like that's what you want when you go to cinema sometimes right and I remember Romeo and Michelle like my cousin who's a couple of years older than me like when I was younger I think I looked up to her quite a lot and she'd like just she got into certain me. films and stuff and she introduced me to 10 Things I Hate About You Romeo and Michelle and Scream and that they're like <gasps> nice. they're, I just remember those all the time now films. right painting our bedroom and watching Scream and then like watching oh, Romeo and Michelle Scream, and oh, Sleepover Test right oh, just and Romeo and Michelle I always remember that because it, she and it's a really quotable film. film it has to be it's said Romeo and Michelle so um, I've got a friend from uni and we still sometimes sort of like text each other you know like you know no, you're the you know Mary yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and whatever I'm, no I'm the Mary and you're the Rhoda you know all that kind of stuff he got a tattoo of them on his abdomen his friend <gasps> yes we discussed this they put, it, they put it on uh, he put it on his Instagram and um, Mira Savino was just like oh my god and she was kind of can I, can I, I'm, like, I I'm going to try and find we need him to start, we need to post yeah, our tattoos more often like, that, so. start posting make more celebrity <laughs> make more celebrity friends it's a really great film and actually I think it's really interesting because it straddles that high school experience but also the reunion yes, experience yeah well, because that's a which I've never had have you guys had a school reunion no I think that's a very American thing yeah, as well. I think American a few thing. so probably around the, the 10 year mark of when I'd left high school there was a loose like Facebook meet up of like oh let's all go let's for a together. drink mm. because it's been and, and, and I don't I didn't Got definitely no didn't go whatsoever. because I had no desire to see anyone from no, high school I didn't, no I didn't like those people at school anyway so why would I go that, see or this them is what I mean I've got nothing like, to prove guys no I didn't go um, what are some of your others I put Grease Romeo and Michelle yep. Clueless because it is a classic I it's think not it would my be absolutely remiss to not talk about high school 
films without referencing yeah. Clueless. You know. I wouldn't quote it as much, personally. But, I went through um, a real Clueless phase. It's, yeah. largely, it's so OTT in terms uh, of its sort of popular girl you, aesthetic. You do not care for Paul Rudd. Yes. So much of my... Oh, that's true. love Paul Rudd, yeah, yeah. Obsessed. 25 I, year yeah. long obsession. You know, like, yeah. just obsessed. Yeah. That's why. Which makes sense, yeah, absolutely. Um, I put Pretty in Pink because, again, just Great high school. The soundtrack is unreal. And again, that's a, I find that a real comfort watch, even though, like, what is it comforting I, I, me about? We, I think we said the John day, Hughes films, like, why am I being comforted? I it's went not, through such a John Hughes phase. Yeah, and I find that really comforting to go well. back to I think comforting. if I met Molly Ringwald now, I would just absolutely cry. Oh, my God. I love that she was in Riverdale. Archie's mum. Anyway, I put Super Bad. Yeah. put Pecks of Being a Wallflower because... Oh, really? uh, yeah. Book and film, just nice. yeah. lovely. I remember just dying watching that in cinema as well. Like absolutely destroyed mess. me. I also put American Pie. Yay! Yeah. So American. So like American Pie. I remember God. seeing. And Definitive. Then I, and then for some unknown reason, there was a. Tr- uh, I remember there was an inset day when I was in high school, and a big group of us went to see American Pie two at the oh, cinema. Oh yeah. And we all had to lie to get in because none of us were fifteen. We were all about fourteen <laughs> at the time, and it was this big like. We're going to go and see American Pie. Also, scary movie. (laughs) True. As a bonus. uh, The thing with American Pie is it's very of that particular time. Exactly. Again, it's of a very memorable, gross out kind of thing. I wasn't old enough to see it. I don't love gross out films. No, Time um, and Place. Time and Place, yeah. I think it is because it's so memorable, isn't like I remember being young and thinking that was a really, like, everyone going, oh my God, have you seen American Pie? Have you seen the bit where he does this? Have you seen this? And like everyone's almost like daring each other to watch it and being like, can't believe I watched this film I'm like 13 or whatever so it's that sort of thing I remember completely so you've referenced a couple of the ones that I've got on my honourables Easy A is the other oh one Easy A is a great film have you seen Easy A no. it's, it's um, really good loosely based on Scarlet Letter and Emma Stone in it just yeah like, oh, it is a good so it's a good one very yeah. very good Blockers is another recent oh Blockers yeah I haven't that's, seen Blockers that's very prom related enjoyed that a lot De- uh, Dead Poets Society probably oh, fine yeah, yeah. it's boarding seen... school so yeah. it's different really but, well, that's fine uh, there was another yeah. iconic piece you know yeah. Like, yeah. in terms of the, very you know, specific type of school experience yeah. but um, I guess there was some interesting discussion around book smart and like rich kids and like yeah. is it really a high school is it a, does it feel a bit more like private school because a lot of them are really really wealthy and the way that they're you know all magically managing to go to these really well, big colleges and it's really interesting it's book smart is set in LA isn't yeah. it so, I think so they are very, quite wealthy it feels very yeah. it's implied of those, that they're going to be yeah, yeah, yeah it feels quite like very, wealthy very typical of those kind of like liberally yeah. California yeah. Yeah. high schools I think Beanie Feldstein when she was talking about I think she went to Harvard Westlake yeah, which yeah. is a high school that a lot of like celebrities mm. and celebrities kids end mm. up going to because it's very liberal artsy and, and loosey goosey mm. and I think that's where Jake Hall went yeah. for example yeah. sure of course of course you know which school he went to Wikipedia yeah <laughs> she loves that show getting in thing you know I think that's where he went like, he, as if... he told me once he didn't um, high school musical Yes, yeah, Zac Efron dream. I mean, that must have come a bit late. These now we're moving into territory of stuff that I haven't actually seen. I was at university when high school. Oh yeah, High School Musical did not come out to us when we were in high school. Um, That was that was a bit late in the day. Fine, it's a nice high school based uh, film. Rushmore as well. Oh, Rushmore is good. Love it. Bring it on. Oh, bring it on. Great film. Cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. Good fun. Good fun. Um, Also, because you'd mentioned Romeo and Michelle, and I was thinking then about High School Reunion films. uh, Grace Point Blank as well. Oh yeah. 
yeah. Um, we're getting niche now. This is yeah, like subclasses yeah, yeah. of high school. Yeah. I love it. It's like you know because that's that's niche. ten year reunion. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he's an assassin. He goes yeah. back to do a hit, but he's also going to his ten year reunion. <laughs> Great film. Reunions well, are so not of this plot. And also, who magic that one up? That is. There's also a film I really love, which I don't. Many people have not seen, but it's called Ten Years, and it's got Channing Tatum, Oscar Isaac. God, who else? I can see why you've watched this. It's got loads of like really good actors at a very formative stage. It's a really good film. It's about like a 10 year reunion and it's just this Did you watch it for their acting prowess? Is that what you're telling me? No. But it's just this very alien concept to me because I think the idea of a high school Mm. reunion is something that I would just absolutely not entertain but it seems like culturally more of a big thing. Mm. We talked about high school reunions recently I believe because I mentioned that Chris Evans went Oh Chris Evans went to his high school reunion. Went to his high school reunion. Chris Evans. What a boaster. Imagine being at your high school reunion and being like oh I'm going to go in and prove to all these people that I I've right. really progressed from my Chris Evans Captain America rocks Sorry, I became like Hollywood's biggest star. I'd be like, oh, fuck off, Chris Evans. I wore a name label. Like, 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 Chris Evans. Big breakfast, guys. <laughs> I made like, it to Big Breakfast. Like, I married Billy Piper. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so now I'm divorced. I'm on radio team now. Everyone's going, oh, I can't believe Chris Evans from Big Breakfast turned up. Um, yeah, so they're just some. I mean, I could, I could have really just. That's gonna be nothing, mean nothing to no. anyone in America who's listening to this. But I guess um, no. so good. No, not another teen movie as well. Oh my god, not another teen movie. Also came later during my love of Good Charlotte. So yeah, good times. But that's very much there. And what was Marilyn it? Manson. Also a film that hasn't aged well, but is high school related. Is she's all that? Oh, she's all that has oh. aged horribly. And I was thinking, oh, she's all that. Actually. Yeah. Also, never been Great kissed. Has aged oh yes, awful. never been yes. kissed. Well. So. It like I really enjoyed it, but now when you watch it, you're like, this entire she's subplot. What else was she ever even in? And she, yeah. the she's all that um, actor. What's her name? She's in Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, is she? Yeah. yeah. What is her name? I bet that must be high school, Josie. Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel oh, yeah. Lee Cook. Well done. The one thing I remember of that film was um, Introduced Me to Sixpence and Under Richer. They did that really <laughs> yeah. nice version of yeah. Um, Comes Downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know that's one thing about high school movies, I think, and the soundtracks? Mm. They take you back to a particular yes. kind of yeah. bit of the story. There's really um, a, in Never Been Kiss, actually, like, don't really go out of my way to watch it now, but there's a scene at the prom where Josie Grossi mm. dances with the prom king and it's um, Erase and Rewind by the Cardigans. Oh, my God. Like, uh, can't yes, listen to that song without thinking about that scene. that scene. It's also like um, time after time in Romeo Michelle. Yeah, yeah, so many songs for ten things I hate about you, but also like Bare Naked Ladies, Letters to Cleo, Air, just amazing. I, um, I listen to that Air record quite a lot, right. and it's when it gets to uh, Sexy Boy, I'm just like, oh yes, the throwing of the flies. Oh my god, the throwing the of the flies. <laughs> also, I wanted to flag that one thing that I loved in Ladybird and Booksmart was the use of Alanis Morissette. So because good. both films used Alanis Morissette, yeah. and then afterwards I was like, I need to listen to Alanis Morissette oh, yeah. I love so Alanis Morissette I always forget Morissette. and then it comes out like in a karaoke scene in a film and I'm like whoa I love Alanis Morissette after we Morissette. saw Ladybird last year we went through we a real period of absolutely listening to it takes record. me back to my yes. so when I was 12 and my mm-hmm. best best friend and she was the youngest of seven oh. so she'd five there were yeah five girls so she'd four big sisters and so we were like the two little kind of yeah. annoying little oh, kind of like yeah. 12 year olds but they had Oasis on repeat all the time yeah. the Pulp Fiction soundtrack mm-hmm. and a lot of Alanis Morissette oh, so they were my musical marketing so yeah, isn't it? It really is. I just, yeah, I think all films going forward that are like high school films should just have Alanis Morissette in them because it just really works. It should, it should be, be the, it should law. be the, I was going to say it should be the law. The absolute law. 
she's probably saying it now. She's probably making absolute bank on all these like royalty. All of a sudden, she's had like a dry period. I assume she's had a dry period for a while since she was in. I don't know. Dogma. She's fine. And yeah, and she yeah, she's probably married to Ryan Reynolds at one point. There you go. No, she wasn't. Was she really? They were dating. Why would you marry Ryan Reynolds? Grim. They're both Canadian. Was that an age gap? I think maybe yes. Do you think she wrote? What's it called? You want to know about Ryan Reynolds? No. Okay. Fine. Let's move on. How rude. Alanis yeah. Morissette's also really rude. Have you ever noticed that? Is she? She sings... Have you ever paid attention to the lyrics for you or no? So, Where it's very... Who's doing that in a cinema? It's outrageous. Salty. Yeah. salty. yeah, I just really love Bookmark. We'd quite gladly go oh, see it again. yeah, I'm going to see it again. I think generally we would all say it was very good. It's It's been regarded as somewhat of a uh, box office flop because it didn't make as much well, money actually, as they predicted. So we, we talked about this briefly. About, that was the thing that... So there's been a lot of chatter on upon the interweb about this idea of... Um, um, you know, has it been a flop? What constitutes a flop? Does it then mean it's going to be a cult classic? A lot it's of only cast... made 8.7 million. What a flop, eh? The reason it's being seen as a flop is because they did a really wide release in the States yeah. across like all cities rather than like doing 2,500 cinemas. Yeah, yeah, and that's what how they denote it as being a flop. How many were there when you saw it? When we went to see mm. it, um, it was quite it was quite busy, <clears> wasn't it? It was fairly busy, but it was Cinema City, so it's quite small. Yeah. They're There's showing six it as people when we really. saw it. Did you see it at View or? No Cinema City. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So View has got some showings this week, so I wonder whether it will get a second wind or not. I almost wonder who is this movie pitched to in right. the sense that I feel like it has more appeal to us and people probably in that kind of 20 to 25 mm. age Because it's got the nostalgia it ever thing. does to high school yeah. kids. I'm not sure you I don't would know get, if high school kids would watch I'm not sure that you would way. get like teenagers in high well, I think, school I think, going I think, to I see think this people now. people who are exactly mm. like Molly and Amy yeah. who'd want to see themselves. Because yeah. I, I yeah. don't think I've ever seen myself in a film. No. I, th- no. I can think of other young women who would be like that yeah. was exactly yeah. me you know yeah. um, and so I think they might yeah. go and embrace that mm. I think you're right I think it's that kind of that I do see a bit of myself in there mm. not completely no. so just completely backtrack on what I just said but but I think it will be yeah, yeah. women, women I, like I us think maybe. It, mm. I think that's very emblematic of the fact that things have changed so much so I mentioned that idea of like a big group of me and my friends when I was mm. in high school going to see American mm-hmm. Pie too. I don't think that happens now I don't know for films like this yeah. I feel like it's it's, it's more so different because or, things are yeah. like more disposal. And, and yeah, because cinema's be- become so much more of an event in that, you know, you go and see Avengers, it's an entire, like, industry now. It's not just a film. So actually, films like this that are, you know, in and of itself, people might just wait for it to come out on streaming. Mm. I don't know. But, I mean, it's not a big budget film anyway, so mm. I don't know how much they expected. It was also going up against, yeah, Avengers, Aladdin, Aladdin John Wick. Like One of the podcasts yeah. I was listening to was talking, actually, about whether Annapurna, um, who I think released the film, had fudged the release scheduling for it like yeah. why would you put it out at the same Memorial time Day, it's actually probably more of like an August release and all yeah, yeah like late like summer back to school kind yeah. of period yeah, yeah. 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 Why they did sense. Then. and yeah and they were saying how so Ladybird I noted it down Ladybird had that kind of gradual, gradual release so it release. yeah so they um, gave it a limited release and then when people were sort of get really getting into it they expanded so in the ma- in the end Ladybird made 78 million which is quite Ooh, big for yeah. you know and this could easily there's no reason why this film yeah, shouldn't be as big as Ladybird, kind of yeah. really. Yeah. Um, it's it. It does sound like a bit like it's just like fudged the yeah. the yeah. the production. There's been some interesting conversations around like, oh, it's because it's you know a female sort of female led film, and you know people don't want to see that. You know, that like, is oh, actually this isn't help, you know. That's one of the things that I haven't liked about this sort of strange. I didn't buy that backlash and, and and rallying for support is actually by positing it as it like if you don't get behind this film, then like you're a bad feminist and you're not you don't you're care not about supporting female women, rights, which is not. 
which is not true at all because actually mm. I think that there are going to be a lot of people that are just going to look at this film and go like why do I want to go and see a high school film yeah, about I two white it's... girls when actually that doesn't represent me doesn't appeal to me mm. or anything like that no. I'm you know I consider myself yeah. to have you know progressive feminist liberal mm-hmm. views but actually like please don't make me feel bad for not going to support it's hardly going to help the no, class, no absolutely really, it, yeah. it, it feels like subsequently there has been a little bit of a backlash because mm. there's been this like oh yeah let, let's support this female written female directed because otherwise no more film. female things because are going to get made yeah which yeah. is that's a kind of an argument to have but i don't think that's particularly helpful to me that just feels no i don't think it's the primary I think reason why this hasn't that's something that's going to well get either. people's backs up and you are going to have a backlash mm. that which which has happened which the backlash itself feels like salty like you were but saying positing it as like a female feminist super bad or whatever isn't going to help no, it much it's just, that's buzzword yeah, i think people should like... just go and see it sight unseen and then just laugh their absolute yeah. heads it's off a that's total, we do. it's a total joy and yeah you you know there might be people who don't love it as much as no. we do but i think you'd have a hard time not finding it was a fun time it was it. i'd been really looking forward to it we'd both had very busy periods lots going yeah. on and, we, and we'd both been really looking forward to it and we just came out of it being like oh God, it's like pure escapism close. for all of yeah, us it's right? one of the so funnest times better. i've had in the cinema for yeah. ages yeah. after our chat i think i'm gonna see you it just, again you can just go now is... such an easy rewatch such an easy rewatch it's just oh it's so good so as Peggy's here as a special guest, and this is a an episode that's different but not, um, it would be <laughs> different really re- but not. different but not same but not, and um, would be really remiss to not do our usual obsession of the week. We mm-hmm. don't want to deprive people, no, no please, of, of the content. Uh, what's your obsession of the week, Stephanie? <laughs> no one cares about my obsession of the week. My two obsessions of the week. Well, it's are... only Monday, so it's re- it's you know. Yeah, my obsession of the Monday is Chris Hemsworth because we've had quite lengthy conversations recently and gift sharing of Chris Hemsworth, um, who is stunning and so large is what I described him as because he is a, he's just extremely broad he said. he's quite lovely isn't he I watched um, oh god what is that Bad Times at El Royale recently oh you did I did yeah it was fine actually it's quite fun but Chris John Hamm? Basi- yeah, John Hamm. He basically ch- plays like Charles Manson in it. It was a lot. Wait, Chris um, Hemsworth plays? Yes, oh, he sure. plays a weird topless Charles Manson. I was quite into it. So he's one of my obsessions of the week. My other obsession of the week is <laughs> playing The Sims. <laughs> we said we were going to talk about it and we haven't. Okay. Uh, am I allowed? Oh, are we saving this for the next one? No, well, we could, I mean, it'll still be in our lives then, won't it? Okay, yeah, we'll do a Sims update. Um, For Peggy, for your... They released, like, a free... Like, you could download The Sims for free. It's like a marketing thing. So we just... <laughs> April's dying. Uh, I'm turning 30 next week. I downloaded The Sims <laughs> and I can't stop playing it. Uh, have you ever played The Sims? No. Oh, oh my God. No. Is it Building the little, the people, simul- making yeah. houses. No. You can make your favourite celebrities as Sims have and live with them. Yet? No, not yet. Okay. But my person who is basically me and is having a very successful writing career Mine's has just had a one night stand a and a baby. Oh, has she? Do you have agency in The Sims? Do you decide? Yeah. Do, yeah. Will they have Do an everything. affair? Will they not? Yeah. Peggy, if you leave them for an extended period of time, they basically go insane and just mess themselves so they can't cope. You have to do everything for them. I find that really troubling on a level. I don't know why. Like, it's amazing. Your reaction to that is exactly the reaction that Thomas had when I told him that, like, because he said, like, what happens if you don't play it for a few days? And I was like, well, you go back and they've just defecated everywhere and they've burnt the house down. And he's like, and you, you would just leave them to do that? And no. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, no, why not? That's too worrying. No, I'm really like, I'm, I'm, no, I've been very I'm good really this OCD because yeah. Wes also decided to play it for a little bit. He's not going to want to admit that, but he was like, I just want to see what it's like. And he just thought it was hilarious and wanted to do horrible things with them because he was like, well, let's just break up this marriage and get, set the house no, on fire and blah, blah. And I was nice getting really life. annoyed that he wasn't doing 
doing it properly. No, it's I was not like, funny. no, you've got to earn money and have a career and no. just be really, up. yeah, can't stop playing it. And um, mine is fun. really good at cooking. Yeah, see, it's mine's great. Very good at cooking. Um, is doing a lot of copywriting. Yes, my so is mine yeah. as a job freelance work. Yeah, um, reads a lot. Out of interest, are you kind of living vicariously through these? Weird, yes, like, I mean, are, but you're both good I mean, at cooking and stuff. Like, I would not be lying if I'd said that I had made my dream house. Yes, you make your dream house and then you it's got a great bath style room. yourself to be exactly how you'd want great, to be. Great clawfoot bath. Yeah, clawfoot nice. bath. Yeah, yeah, like nice little garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's wow, really great. good. Mine's okay. like a little bit. I don't think I'm going to get into this anytime soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. Peggy's up. face is just like no, oh, absolutely not. Um, Peggy, what are your obsessions? I've, I've just had a quick think. What am I obsessing about? There's three quick things I would like to mention, and none of them are very on brand for the thirst. But you're, you're here. I like the Sims, which is extremely on brand. Not. I think I'd like to mention very men- well I'll mention my fennel hat which Flo grew some oh my fennel God. for us oh, I so funny. and I love a, a set of pictures taken by a Finnish photographer called, and the series was called um, Old Finnish People with Things on Their Heads oh so that's a, that's, so a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an annual that's an everyday Amazing. obsession the, anything on your head is uh, just, just just old you should follow Peggy on Twitter just to see yeah, the yeah, fennel just hat just for that um, whimsy um, but this was I wore the fennel like a hat and it actually looked staggeringly good if it I did. say so it looked beautiful second I've mentioned her already but I'll mention her again is um, RBG mm. having watched the oh, film yeah, I'm Ruth, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg I've just been doing Amazing. a bit of old googling around around RBG because she's just she's just a hero actually what mm-hmm. she's achieved and stood for and uh, and also her life is just you know for an incredibly active life for a, an older person mm. and, and doing just surprising and funny I, think, and I don't think I was aware how old she was actually no. I think yeah. I thought she was Peggy loves younger. an older lady as yeah, well just all best friends, friends. And, and third little quick thing is on a rival podcast called Word of Mouth um, on the BBC uh, which is Michael Rosen interviewing oh, oh, wow. language and so, so it's a BBC oh, nice. turned podcast but he recently interviewed and I listened to a lot of those on my way to work yeah 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 um, love a podcast love, funnily a, enough. love a pod <laughs> uh, but he interviewed the incredible poet um, Raymond Antrobus oh my god um, Raymond and, uh, and it's just such a beautiful interview about language and deafness and um, poetry and communication and all sorts of very important and interesting things and I that off the back amazing. of it bought Raymond's book which is hopefully wending its way to me as we speak oh, which is called The Perseverance so they're my three they're That's, kind of a bit disparate they're great random, but they're tip top um, and now I'm going to lower the tone <laughs> go on um, I spent a lot of time this weekend watching a lot of stuff and reading a lot of stuff I've been in a real reading funk recently Ooh. and it's been driving me oh, a yes, bit we potty, discussed this, yeah. but I finally started the book that you purchased me for my birthday don't Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, Daisy Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. That doesn't sound right in my head, but yeah. it's called Daisy Jones and the Six, um, which I've really enjoyed a great deal. I'm nearly finished. It's lined up very well with the amount of Fleetwood Mac I've oh, been yes. recently listening to. It basically to. looked like Fleetwood Mac in book form. Nice. Um, I feel like Fleetwood when they Mac. eventually mm. adapt it into a TV series, which someone told me they're going to, I think Kelsey told me yeah. that they're going to be making it into a TV sh- series on Amazon. Um, it's going to be like the Fleetwood Mac biopic I'm never ever going to get nice. until all of them are dead and gone. Right. But it's Starring Harry Styles. Starring Harry Styles. It's got a star Harry Styles. Um, but yeah, it's just lined up very nicely with that because it's very like band and the, the recording of their album 
Woman's hey, Tomorrow. It's written, board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it. it's written as well, like an oral history. I love oral histories as well as a kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just very yeah. enjoyable, I'm, and I'm glad it's kind Good. of like pulled. It's just been a nice, it's breezy a novel. read. It's a novel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been a nice, breezy, easy read, actually. It's just very good. Oh, so I've like enjoyed that. that. So and I've, that's a thing I was reading. I've been basically fluctuating between watching a lot of good films and a lot of trash. Yes. Um, I watched Destroyer last week. Oh, yeah. Which was just oh, yeah. I know where this is going. Um, but <laughs> I can't believe I have to talk about this when Peggy's in the room. This yeah, go like, on. Tough. She's going to blush now. Watch. I'm really sorry. So I've just been going through a real Sebastian Stan phase, which has come very much out of my Avengers. Do you know who Sebastian Stan is? No. I'll this show is you Sebastian pictures in a bit. Stan. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. on your Twitter, yet. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing with right. that small animal? And he's putting it in his jacket. Okay. It's just a puppy. He's stealing so, a puppy. He's stealing a puppy. Jesus. Yeah, so uh, watch Destroyer, which is a film about a police detective played by Nicole Kidman who goes undercover and it's this sort of stuff happens in the past, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Sebastian Stan is in it and he's very handsome. Just looks like an absolute scumbag in it, so that's delightful. Um, and <laughs> Love a scumbag. Then there's subsequently, I've just spent a lot of time Googling Sebastian Stan. I watched The Covenant on Saturday, which is not a good film. Um, have you seen Gully The Covenant? That? No, absolutely not. Please won't be doing it. It's te- like teen male witches. No. Awful. Oh, Don't do it. Awful. I mean, it's almost on brand for me, but yeah, just too many men. Yeah, I think men. I watched it because it's got him and Taylor Kitsch in it. That's obviously what you watched And I downloaded it. it ages ago, but it's just trash. Anyway, Sebastian Stan, that's where okay, I'm at right good. now. I can't believe I said The Sims. No, I love that. Both of your obsessions were great. I said The Sims. Big but I sense. liked it, though, because you went, <laughs> it and you went to bring it up, and I'm going to lower it by the thing that I didn't say or wasn't going to discuss, but when I watched Destroy, there's just like a very, a very lengthy two-minute snogging scene. Oh, it was a very um, long snogging scene. And I'd said to Steph about how I'd spent probably about two days thinking about this, and then kept texting you like, hmm, yeah, so there's this scene, can you just watch it? I'm thinking we should do an episode about snogging. Oh yeah, we're just going to do an episode on snogging, like best snogs on TV and film. There are some worse snogs that come to mind when I think about like <laughs> best and love actually. No, is it love actually? Yeah, Colin Firth and anything snogging anyone. Yeah, it's right? just always yeah. the absolute yeah. best snogging. I think there's a lot to say. Yeah. Also, the word snog is so good. Just so good. It's a very yeah. unique. Have a good snog. Thing, it's a great word. Yeah, it is. So. A passionate kiss is a snog. It's just a snog, isn't it? So yeah, there we go. Uh, I have lowered the tone of this episode well done. considerably. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Oh. Guys, thanks for having me. It's been a a pure blast. Uh, Peggy, where can people find you on the internet if they want to locate you uh, in a non-weird way? Yeah, it's not weird at all. Uh, Yeah, come and join my whimsy uh, on Twitter at HughesPeg. Just loads of fennel hats. Loads of of hats. Bikes. And just immense joy. Just Just lots of happiness. Continual joy. Yeah. Um, so you can find us online Twitter we're at the thirst soundcloud.com forward slash the thirst pod you can review us on Apple Podcasts by searching for the thirst Instagram we're at the thirst pod the thirst pod dot wordpress dot com um, and you can probably email us as well if you wish you no could do ever does send us your favourite snogs I might know the, the thirst pod at gmail dot com yeah, yeah can you oh my god I can't wait for send us an email from email. Peggy I'm going to I might, say, I might say, pen pen sort of do it as a kind of like anonymous like yeah. you know kind of love Simon not in a love Simon way Simon. I can't believe you're going to expose Just my inner feelings Just like the book show at gmail.com I don't know (laughs) please do Uh, bye 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 I'm Nicole and I'm Sarah, and we are the Homance Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> the Homance Chronicles is an adult comedy podcast where we laugh like this all of the time <laughs> at our real life. <laughs> it's what happens where we talk about everything from dating disasters to poor choices after drinking entirely way too much. 
We always drink too much. Oh, that's a terrible thing. Oh, uh, it leads to awkward encounters. Both sober and drunk, though. True. That's very the, true. The Twilight Zone is real. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate girl talk where we share everything. Even everything. Butt stuff. Yeah, all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search The Homance Chronicles. And if you haven't figured it out, Homance is the girl version of a bromance. So get ready to giggle along. 